welcome to Waiting for Review, a show about iOS development and the Apple ecosystem. From Wellington, New Zealand, I'm Dave Wood, and joining me from Devon, England, is Dave Knott. Okay, so in the last week, iOS 12 has, has dropped, it's, it's released and out in the wild, um, and I think it's uh, over 16-17% adoption now. I wanted to ask you, Dave, actually, what how have you been finding it? How, how have you been getting used to it? And, and, and what have you been sort of getting out of this, this new OS? Um, well, I feel in a strange place a little bit. Um, I like the speed and the performance that, um, that you get with it. I, I kind of love the fact that the 5S kind of feels the benefit of that as well, because I think that probably needs it. I think coming from my iPhone 10, I don't really feel a huge difference. Um, it's, you know, iOS 11 is pretty quick on it anyway, but I kind of do feel a difference in terms of like you know the animations around the OS. Everything feels a bit more uh, what's the word? I, I guess slicker, a bit more responsive. Um, so that, yep. that's cool. Um, I, thought, I thought it was interesting actually. It kind of my parents' iPad Air because um, obviously that's included, isn't it, with the um, devices that supported the original iPad Air. Um, yeah, I thought. You know, you guys should upgrade it. And their first reaction was, oh, I don't think we should. And I was like, okay, why is that? And they go, well, it, it normally makes it slower. Right. And I just thought that was really interesting, um, the fact that they're not really technical people at all. But it's very clear to them that every year when the new iOS comes out, it gets slow. Yes. Um, they almost see it as a negative, kind of like, oh, this is the, the time of year when my phone gets incrementally slower. Um, <laughs> so I feel there's perhaps a little bit more damage control to be done on Apple's part yet. Um, I think the feeling of planned obsolescence is a very, very real feeling. Um, yes. I just hear members of my family talking about it, uh, friends. You know, people like us, we kind of know about this stuff and, and we know that, you know, iOS 12 should make it quicker and this is actually a good year. But a lot of people I'm talking to are like, oh, no, 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 I don't like the new iOS. First of all, it changes things. People don't like change sometimes. And then equally, there is a very real feeling that it makes it slower. So I hope that the speed we're getting this year isn't just like a, a one-year kind of gesture. I hope that next year yeah. they can be like, and we've doubled down even more on speed, and we had a great response from iOS 12, and we're taking it to the next level. And you know, you can kind of hear them saying it now on the keynote, but that's kind of what I'm hoping is that this this doesn't spell the end of the the performance things. I hope it, hope it keeps going. No, I think you're right. Um, I think I hope that they gain kind of the positive PR out of this overall and, and kind of it offsets some of that sort of vibe like you were saying of, of people sort of going oh this is the time of year when my my iPhone gets slower and they sort of dread that update um I think you know if people kind of get this update and they notice that obviously it's faster or it's not done that to them then that's a win uh but like you say I I'm if Apple refer back to kind of type this time next year, then they'll lose all of that. And I mean, like this time next year, I hope that they kind of cut support for some of the very older devices. I think that will be a practical thing to do on a few levels, but for everything that's left, you know, I I think that um, just don't make it any slower. Don't Mm. don't have that effect, you know, and I I think I'm noticing already on, on um, my seven that I'm getting a little bit more battery out of it. It's really, really subjective because uh, I tend to charge my device through the day anyway, just because uh, I kind of hammer it first thing for a number of uses. And, and the age the battery is at now, two years in, it, it won't last me 
all the way through the day if I don't charge it while I'm at work. Right. But, um, yeah, subjectively, it's lasting longer on, on the charge that it's getting. It's not going down quite as fast, certainly by sort of the time I finish up the day, I feel like I'm finishing up with more charge on it than I was doing. So so that's good on a sort of, you know, my N equals one kind of sampling size there. I felt that it is doing better on the battery life. We've yet to install it on the 5S that my, my um, eldest son has. I think that's, I'm hoping that that's going to be quite a, a bonus for him. He certainly noticed that that one is sort of slower over time over yeah, this last year. Yeah. yeah. And I think battery life is, is a big deal with it anyway already because we've not replaced a battery on it. So it's still on like whatever the original battery is, however old that is now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, for, for me, hands-on first thing, it's the the gloss, like you say, the sort of tightening up and the speed combined with the battery life that are sort of the biggest things that, that I've noticed. And everything else so far sort of feels like this kind of like it's minor adjustments, it's small things, and there's no one thing that's sort of really been like, wow, I'm I'm so glad I've got this now. It sort of feels all quite incremental. Yeah, um, and I, th- I, think, I think we even said it on the show, we kind of wanted a year like this where, where perhaps... The, the quality was on just like subtle refinements as opposed to these big sort of land grabbing features. Um, so I guess that's, you know, we kind of got what we asked for in that sense. So I think, I think it is good on the whole, um, but it did, I do kind of feel a bit odd because um, some people kind of ask me because I'm kind of like known as the person who's into this stuff. Um, yeah. Friends and family say, so, so what's new about, about iOS 12? And I'm, I always kind of stop and I'm like, um, oh, uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Because <laughs> there's no one big feature that off the top of my head I, I can point to. Um, there's lots of smaller yeah. ones. I mean, I suppose there is one big one. Is it the Siri shortcuts? And maybe we'll get to that in a little bit. But yeah, I think it's just like lots of little little things that make, make things a lot better. Um, yeah. no, notification grouping has been probably the one I, I feel the most day-to-day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, it's one of those that's hard to point to as like a show-stopping feature. But once I've had it for a while, I'm I'm now at the point that I wouldn't wouldn't want to be without it. It's nice that you can kind of have things. First of all, grouping notifications by app, but then also in the case of like our Slack group, it kind of groups it by channel as well. So maybe there'll be a, a stack for the general channel, and then there might be another stack for me and you private messaging each other so that that kind of thing that's made like a a genuine difference to my day-to-day use and that's that's kind of nice and and you get a lot of those features that are kind of scattered throughout the os that are like that and i think when you kind of add them all up it does amount to something you know quite big but it's just hard to really point to one thing be like yeah this is the reason you should upgrade to ios 12 yeah and this is funny i think I, i reached that same sort of point as yourself and i think my kind of immediate response now is to actually talk about things like um it should improve your battery life it should improve overall kind of speed of the phone uh because for me those are like the sort of big and obvious things but again i I kind of have to caution people and say you know obviously it depends on how you use your phone and try and set their expectations quite low so that if, if for whatever reason it's not quite that noticeable on their device then they're not disappointed you know but I think you're right. It's all these incremental things. You add them together and it, it, there is something there with it overall. It, it, I remember um, Mac OS Snow Leopard kind of having very much the same sort of vibe. You know, there was an argument, I think, at the time from a few people I knew of like, oh, well, 
what's the point with upgrading? Uh, Leopard's doing me fine. And then a month or two into Snow Leopard, and I think everybody I knew who'd said that had upgraded. And don't forget, those were the days when you had to actually pay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember going to my local Apple store, and I think it was £30 I paid. Yeah. Um, Because it was a big deal that it wasn't going to be like 119 or or whatever the the normal cost was. Because it wasn't like Leopard on its own, but back when it came out and the ones that came before it were were 100 and 100 and something pounds. That's true, Um, yeah. So I remember it being a big deal that Snow Leopard was only 30. So I was like, oh, bargain. Yeah, I'm definitely getting Snow Leopard. Um, Of course, now it's like OSs are now kind of free in in my mind anyway. Um, Yeah, so part of the cost of the product overall these days and that's that's kind of where they transitioned to um which i guess was something that apple could get away with doing that at the time microsoft couldn't in a lot of ways you know they're selling the hardware in in a way that you know back in those days um microsoft was not not in the Mm. same way that's true but yeah a bit of a digression there but i think um that that for me is how this update to, to ios is sort of feeling and I think as as a developer, there's probably a lot buried inside of this release, sort of just a level or two down, you know, now this works like this, we've tightened up this bit here, um, that in a year's time, you know, I'm going to feel very much like, well, I wouldn't want to go back. You know, that, that's been a, a positive thing um, overall. I think that, that changes like even the um, the custom intents for Siri which sort of links into to shortcuts and that sort of side of stuff. I think those are going to be quite powerful, actually, in terms of what they open up. Yeah. Um, and maybe we should get into into shortcuts, actually. Maybe we should. About it. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, have you um, sort of dug into it yet at all? So very, very shallowly. I've, I've had a, a play over the weekend, tried to set up a, a sort of few um, sort of series of shortcuts and things that I, I wanted um, couldn't actually do the one that I really wanted. So I need to kind of go back and, and figure out what, what was going on there. Um, yeah, I, I want like a couple of shortcuts that sort of set my um, my weekend alarm clock and my uh, weekday alarm clock. And I'm sure if I have a look, somebody's probably already written something like it. The, the sort of proliferation of, of people sharing shortcuts and that sort of thing seems to be going on, uh, which I think is a very good sign. You know, that's... It's quite cool. So yeah, I've I've had a play, but reached a bit of a dead end with what I wanted, and I need to come back to it. Uh, how about you, Dave? S- similar. Um, the one shortcut I thought I really wanted to make, I I couldn't. Doing some reading around, it seems like it's just a limitation that I can't. What what I wanted to happen was I wanted to have a shortcut that would connect my iPhone's Bluetooth to the Amazon Echo, which is then yep. hooked up to our Hi-Fi, and then start playing a playlist from like music but apparently it can't you can't tell it to connect to a specific bluetooth device it it just can't do that at this point right um, which is a bit annoying um but i have actually come back to using overcast um i don't know i don't think we even mentioned it on the show um probably not really a, a topic worth discussing but uh probably about when castro 3 came out i kind of shifted from overcast to that but now Overcast 5 has just come out. I think the Siri shortcut integration is a lot better than what Castro is offering. So I've come back to, to Overcast. So I'm, I'm using shortcuts quite a bit for Overcast, actually, at the moment. I kind of went through and set up ones for uh, sort of my favourite shows and for my, my favourite cues. But I think 
this this whole thing has actually shown me how um, how important the AirPods with Siri are going to be. Yep. Because when before the uh, September event, I kept hearing people saying, you know, there might be AirPods coming with, with Siri, sort of always listening Siri. And I kind of was like, eh, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I've got AirPods and I love them. I kind of thought, well, yeah, I probably wouldn't. But now having had shortcuts for the last week or so, I think that would be incredibly powerful to have kind of always listening um, Siri. That really would be awesome. But from the point of view of overall discovery with shortcuts, I I don't know. I kind of went into the gallery and it kind of reminded me of the um, the Echo's skill thing in yep. that you go into the um, the Echo app on your phone and it shows you all the skills. And I just looked at them all and I was kind of like, no, that's just silly. That's no, I don't need that. I would never do that. <laughs> like, I just couldn't find anything that I thought would actually be kind of useful to me. And I don't know. I just kind of got got thinking about how would how would like I'm kind of into this so I'm, I'm looking for stuff I'm sort of proactively going out there in this shortcut thing uh, and being like you know give me something I, I just want something I want to play with it I want to discover about it um, and I started thinking well how, how are like normal people going to going to benefit from this because um, I very much doubt the again I always kind of look to my family who aren't you know technical people but they are iOS users nevertheless I can't see any of them doing any of this at all um no i mean first of all you've got to go to the short the app store to download shortcuts i think um which they just probably wouldn't even know that exists and then i can imagine them looking through that gallery just being like what <laughs> what, what, what what do i do with this um i, I don't yeah. want to do any of this stuff i think where it's going to come from is the the app developers so i think we've kind of got you know a bit of a duty here to to kind of make this work for for normal people in a way because of you got your apps if you keep going back to a certain app and doing you know a, a certain task if, if apps then prompt you and say hey do you want to make this a shortcut i think that's going to be kind of like the key discovery point for for regular people yeah um, i think more people would be able might sort of look at it um and be like yeah okay that sounds like a, a smart idea i keep doing this thing over and over again why don't i just make a shortcut and then i can use my voice that's cool so I think I can kind of see that being perhaps the route that most sort of normal people that aren't sort of like you know really into it in a, in, into technology might might discover that. No, I think I think you're right. I think that Apple needs to kind of do something here longer term to sort of make discoverability and kind of the usability of shortcuts a bit more accessible to everyday people. Um, I think that's that's certainly something I think needs to happen because, like you say, you put this down in front of somebody who's not motivated in the same way as we as developers are. And it's just, uh, it's a list of stuff at the moment that's, that may or may not be relevant to what they want to do. Um, you kind of need like it to be as easy as sort of going, you know, okay, tell us what you want to, to automate. And it kind of just goes off and, and brings everything relevant, you know, actually sort of using Siri for Siri kind of thing. <laughs> Like the example they gave on the, on the keynote was it the um, the coffee that was getting ordered? So it's like you always order a coffee on 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 your way into work. So it will kind of suggest that to you as a thing that you might want to make into a shortcut. Um, I think that's probably going to be where where a lot of it comes from. Apps that you've already got installed that then over time get updated to sort of donate their kind of little pockets of functionality to the system. Yeah. And then you know, Siri can then sort of bubble them up to the surface. I think that's going to be the key. Because, I mean, t- to start with, I kind of looked at it and I was a bit like, oh, okay, where do I start? Uh, right, okay, let's see. Uh, right, okay, now. But then, then I kind of got up to speed. But 
I'm thinking, you know, most people would kind of look at it and just shut it down probably before they've even given it, before it's even had a chance to kind of work for them, if, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, I, th- I think there's there's something there to be done in the course of time with the Shortcuts app itself um, to sort of avoid that kind of like um, feeling that you've been landed with Automator in front of you, if you get me. I don't know if you've ever used that on the Mac. I've never used but it, if, no. No, so... Uh, it's it's hard to explain, but but if you put that in front of of your family, for example, and said, "Hey, just have addicts," um, and they're not developers and don't have that mentality, I don't think it will be that useful to them. And and shortcuts kind of has a little bit of that vibe for me at the moment. Uh, I suppose it is a power user tool, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I I, I think it's right that they've kind of gatekept that. You know, you have to go to the app store to install it. You have to want to have it. Uh, so I think it's like you say, that sort of like um, intense and that kind of exposure is, is the thing that sort of developers need to be shooting for. I think if you're actually telling users, you know, to do this, you, you're better off setting up a shortcut, you're going to lose people. There's going to be no point. And it is, they're like two different things, aren't they? Because you've got the shortcuts app and yeah. then you've also got series shortcuts, which also contains the word shortcuts, but it's very, very different. Uh, like yes. the shortcuts app is the way you sort of chain events together to you know make automation possible whereas siri shortcuts is where it kind of looks at what the apps are willing to expose to siri and then yes. siri can kind of intelligently suggest things and you know like you say ordering that coffee on your way to work because you're always going by this certain coffee place every day um, that kind of thing so to me, that took me sort of like a, a little bit when obviously this all first came about. I was that took a little little bit of uh, sort of figuring out that the shortcuts app and Siri shortcuts are two separate things, even though shortcuts is very prominent in each of the each of the name. Yes, um, and they leverage they leverage some of the same bits as well. Yeah, they kind of dovetail, don't they? Yeah, um, but I guess <laughs> I, I've been using it quite a lot this week uh, with my AirPods. Um, I did the I, ch- I used to have my AirPods so that when you sort of double tap one of them it would either play or pause um and then i changed the right hand airpod to activate siri um and yeah siri is is still siri a little bit i think um <laughs> <laughs> i said for it to to play overcast and all it managed to get was play and then before i knew it it just like selected like this you know one of my songs that began with a in my music library and just started playing that right um so yeah still kind of little annoyances like that i suppose um but yeah it's siri right (laughs) is there anything else you would like i found five results from the web would you like me to display them And one thing I like is the fact that uh, Face ID is now more than willing to have another go. Um, With iOS 11, I found that Face ID failure, not that Face ID would fail too often, it was that when it failed, you were kind of stuck. And I used to find that pretty annoying. But now Face ID seems a lot lot better at retrying, um, which which is really nice. Again, one of those things that I would never point to that as like a major feature of iOS 12 ever, but it is it has really helped. And the fact that now when you swipe up from from the bottom, if it has failed, it's more likely to have another go and let you in, um, which which is nice. And for some reason, I don't know if it's just me, but portrait mode it seems better somehow. Yes, yeah, I um, think they've uh, tweaked that. 
It is a lot so. better. I, I I saw um a, something on Twitter of the the depth map that it creates, and I think it was like the side of someone's head with like their hair and everything, and it was the difference was was staggering, and the it just seems that I'm getting a much better hit rate on um, portrait mode lately. It used to be with iOS 11, it was a bit hit and miss, um, and you just have to have quite a few goes to get the the shot you wanted, and by which time. It had already the kind of the moment for the shot had almost been and gone, um, especially with, with the speed at which like Charlie runs around. So it's fine. Like if you, he's a very good subject to get portrait mode shots of when he stays still and when you can get the shot. Um, yep. but obviously, being two years old, he's you know quite prone to rapid movement in short bursts. Um, so I, yeah, I think my hit rate's definitely gone up as as a result of um, yeah portrait mode getting getting way better. That's for sure. Again, just like other, this is all kind of like iPhone ten specific stuff. Uh, but I just like how you can now quit quit apps in the in the multitask viewer because before that was that felt really unnatural. You'd have to swipe up from the bottom, hold, to then activate the multitask viewer. Then you'd have to tap and hold on one of the app cards. You would tap and hold on an app card, and then little crosses would appear on them, almost like when it goes That's into right, dual mode yeah. on the home screen. Um, yeah. Whereas now it's just a case of swipe up multitask view then just start swiping up on the app cards and they quit one by one again a silly yeah. silly silly little thing um but it just makes the whole experience way better i've only experienced that kind of side of stuff really i think um with my my ipad pro oh yeah because hasn't that got kind of like this whole new gestures and stuff now yeah yeah that's right and it's got some it's a very similar sort of thing and um I've been using the beta for so long on that device that I kind of forgotten about the old um, the old mechanism of, of quitting them that you just described. So yeah, that is one of the things that um, you know small, but then when you get used to it, you're like, why would it ever have worked any differently? Yeah, you know, which I think I think overall actually that that kind of sums up every single little tweak that's sort of going on with with iOS twelve. You know, like once you've been using it for some time, going back to iOS 11 would just feel really quite alien because of all these little bits that sort of add up. Yeah, which I think is a win. That's that's you know that's a positive uh, update all around. Uh, it's just that, like I say, we we've kind of I feel like we've kind of struggled to really pinpoint a feature, and maybe OS updates shouldn't be about features every year. You know, I mean, maybe it should be about it's it's features one year and the next year it's this sort of integration step. You know, you've you've got kind of these tweaks and finessing going on all around, um, speed improvements, that sort of thing. I'd I'd be quite happy for Apple to fall into this sort of cadence of like year on year off in terms of features. Mm. Um, and that doesn't mean that it's actually been a year off in terms of features. That that's that's not what I'm saying. But like in terms, I mean, of look at big, shortcuts. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. So in terms of sort of the big stuff that changes a lot, you know, we don't need that every single year. And yeah, you know, I mean, if you're doing that every single year, how do you actually integrate what you've learned in a sort of meaningful way? Because you put a new feature out and into the wild, something like Face ID, for example, and you don't necessarily know everything that you will learn about it after millions and millions of people have been using it all around the world. So your next year, your next big update, if if you like, is 
that's the natural point with which to integrate what you've learned, I think. So, yeah, it sort of feels to me like it, this would be the better cycle. You know, you sort of got like, um, I don't know, odd numbers of features and even numbers of, of this sort of integration and kind of um, snow leopard. It's almost like an S year, isn't it, for the OS? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and, and I'd be happy for them to kind of keep doing this. I, I think maybe the one-year cycle introduces this sort of level of, um, almost a level of entropy after a point that, that, that kind of limits their ability to necessarily shore things up. You know, if you're trying to change a lot every year or sort of make this big splash, then is that the reason that, that the wheels fall off? Um, and have fallen off in the past on certain things. You know, I mean, it's fair to say that the last year was not the best year in terms of software output that Apple had. No. I mean, like, they they did an awful lot of amazing things, but then we also had in that same year the, the root access bug on macOS and things like that. So, yeah, I'm I'm quite happy for for this. And, and if that means that, you know, we, we struggle as podcasters maybe to sort of pinpoint the big blow away feature for a year. Well, that that's okay. You know, I'll take that hit just to have this sort of this better all round OS, this, this sort of improved battery life, improved speed, all these smaller sort of tweaks. Yeah. So I'm, I'm quite happy with iOS 12, to be honest with you. Okay, we'll call that a wrap. If you've enjoyed today's show, it'd be great if you could leave us a review on iTunes or if you could leave us a recommendation in Overcast by hitting that star button. That will help us reach even more like-minded people. Um, Also, we have our Slack channel. We'd love to invite you to join. Our hope is it can be a really great place for fellow developers to come and hang out. If you'd like to join, uh, just leave us a message on Twitter at WFRpodcast and we'll get you signed up. So, Dave, before we run off, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at DWRoboHeads, that's RoboHeads spelt with a Z, and you can find my apps at RoboHeads.com, again that's RoboHeads spelt with a Z. How about you Dave? You can follow me online at DaveNot.co.uk or on Twitter, I'm at underscore DaveNot.